Hello, my name is David Lesner, and I'm one of the pastors at Creekwood United Methodist Church. We are located in Fairview, Texas, right east of Allen, just north of the Dallas area. The sermon you're about to hear was recorded at one of our worship services, which we'd love to invite you to check out live at 8.30 a.m. for traditional or 11 a.m. for contemporary on Sunday mornings on our Facebook page or the recorded version on YouTube. We'd love for you to check out our social media pages at Creekwood UMC or our website, creekwoodumc.org, for more information about what is happening and how you can grow with us in our mission to share God's love. If you feel inspired, there's also a way to give at the top of the website. Thanks for listening to this sermon, and we hope it inspires you in your journey with God. All right, today's scripture, we have two of them. The first one is Jeremiah. This is chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with your ancestors when I took them by hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their inequity and remember their sin no more. Second reading is from Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 27. Once when Jesus was praying alone with only the disciples near him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist but others, Elijah, and still others, that one of the ancient prophets has arisen. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, The Messiah of God. He sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone, saying the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he, then he sh- said to them all, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit them if they gain the whole world but lose or forfeit themselves? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words and of them the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes into his glory and the glory of the Father and the holy angels. But, I tru- but truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Eternal God, give you thanks for this morning and for the gifts that we have seen. May these words and the meditations and musings on all of our hearts not only be acceptable to you, but seek to live into the covenant that you write on all of our hearts. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, it's the second day of 2022. Everyone's here? Everyone's cool? We made it? <laughs> right? So one of the things I think about at the beginning of the New Year is, is a lot, but what excites you is kind of what I'm interested in. So is it maybe having a day off, 
maybe college football, maybe just for some OSU fans. Uh, maybe it's getting a new theme calendar. I actually Googled, and this is probably just to my own algorithm. Um, I Googled, if I can pull up the slide. Maybe this isn't working. Oh, there it is. Yeah, so I, I don't know if this is just for me, but maybe they're targeting me with ads. It's all about cats. So it's like catastrophe and uh, cats on catnip and just breathe and all that in between. I don't even really like cats. But maybe themed calendars is what you're looking forward to in 2022. Uh, regardless, um, one of the things that I think I love about the new year is looking forward to um, the newness that comes with it, but also the hope, the hope of what this year can bring. Um, and I think for us in our Methodist tradition, you can go back one more slide. <laughs> that, that might be distracting for some. Um, the message for us in this service today, this covenant renewal service, this is actually one of my favorite things of the new year. Because I love history, and I love John Wesley, I'm a huge nerd, hence the title, if you get the reference for those who are young enough. Um, but yeah, John Wesley in this service goes back to the 1750s in England, and it was all about renewal. How can we come to God at the beginning of a new year and express in covenant, as God invites us, as, as we read in our scripture today from Jeremiah, God invites us to be in covenant with God and one another. And so John Wesley does this. And I know this because um, I've read his journals, and, and I have all of his journals. I have two editions of his journals. It's weird. But that's how much I love John Wesley. And uh, he, when he describes the service, he talks about how renewing it is and how it fills people with hope. And so out of the 27 times that John Wesley talks about the service in his journals, and I've looked that up and hunted it down because... J-dubs and I roll like that, and also I talk to John Wesley in my head as J-dubs. But the word that comes up every time that John Wesley is describing this covenant renewal service is solemn. And I think about that, the word solemn, and how it's an important word for us this year as we look to come into our faith and our relationship with one another. We enter into a covenant with God with a solemn heart. 2021, as depressing and chaotic as it was, which says a lot because the year before was 2020, I do think this past year has taught us some things that we can carry forward into 2022. For one, we all are faced with a responsibility every time we walk outside of our door, whether that's caring for one another with the mask, being vaccinated, seeking to support and the alleviation of injustice that our black sisters and brothers endure, or to not let fear and political chaos separate us from loving one another and seeing that same sacred image that we have. We all are invited into this covenant so, on one hand, yes, thank God it's a new year. Thank God we're on to something new. And thank God that that solemn and humble work of loving one another continues. For Wesley and the early Methodists, 
the solemn work of doing this covenant service, renewing their covenant before God was at the core of who they were. And it's a core practice, I think, for us as Methodists. So I'm really excited that we're able to do this. Thanks for reading through everything and all the different speakers. I just find it really fascinating. But more so than that, beyond just being a Methodist thing, I think it's a being a child of God thing. That God invites us into a covenant relationship. And so Wesley, in the early Methodists, they practiced what was called covenant discipleship. They would gather into small groups in people's homes, bands, classes, and they would set their own guidelines, their own rules of how they would live out their faith with one another. This was done by um, asking a question. It was a common question at the time. How is it with your soul? So they would share and talk about their faith, but not only that, they would then, as part of that guideline, those rules they drafted, they would also go out into the wider community and serve their neighbors. So this is, again, the core practices of what it means for these early Methodists to be in covenant with God. So at the heart of our faith is a bond, is this covenant that we engage with, that we share with God and we're invited to share with others. So as we heard from our reading in Jeremiah, God promises a new covenant for the people of Israel. And most of the book of Jeremiah deals with a betrayal that the Israelites had of the initial covenant they set before God. And it's really a down moment for the nations of Israel. They're exiled. Many are in captivity, away from each other. They're mournful. They're sad. And it's in this moment that God shows up and renews a covenant before the people, one that's rooted in forgiveness. It's a covenant that's not written on stone or paper, but it's written on their very hearts. What God offers the Israelites in our, t- in our text is to heal the people from the inside out. It's not that God will only transform their outer circumstances, but their very lives. Perhaps now more than ever, we need to hear the reminder that God promises to heal and restore us beyond what we cannot or will not do for ourselves. This is the kind of renewal, kind of hope that God is writing on our hearts. We solemnly realize that our faith cannot exist in a vacuum. If it were just me up here and no one online, That may be kind of funny, but it it would cease to meet the purpose of what a covenant is. It's being in shared relationship, community together, because we're not fully whole without each other. We need each other to be fully healed. So this is why we practice uh, the covenant service, right? Because we need each other to do this. And so... This is something that John Wesley knew and lived into throughout his 87 years of ministry. Um, When he was 84 years old, we're going to jump ahead two slides since this thing is not working. There we go. So I made this own graphic. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, (laughs) This is what he says uh, in one entry. As later on in his life, John Wesley is 84 years old at the time, and this is what he writes on Sunday, uh, July, or excuse me, January 7th, 1787. 
At the desire of many of our friends, we began that solemn work of renewing our covenant with God at three in the afternoon, two hours earlier than usual. And that's it. There's nothing incredible about this entry. What's really incredible is what he writes the next day. And this is what he says. On Monday and the four days following, I went a-begging for the poor, hoping to provide food and clothing for those in our society who needed it most. There were about, uh, these were about 200 people in need, but I was much disappointed. Six or seven indeed of our brethren gave 10 pounds apiece. If 40 or 50 had done this, I could have carried my design into execution. However, much good was done with 200 pounds and many sorrowful hearts made glad. Picture this scene with me of an 84-year-old, tired, lethargic John Wesley walking around, going from house to house, seeking to gather resources for people who needed it most. Wesley lived into the covenant, the renewal of his covenant before God by loving and serving others. And 235 years later, friends, we're invited to do the same. We're invited and encouraged to renew our covenant before God each and every day of how we serve and love one another. What will this new year have in store for us at Creekwood in seeking to renew and live out of our covenant? Last week, we mentioned a few ways in missions of how we can continue to support and strengthen Harper's Helpers, um, Cornerstone Ranch, and Open Door. And as well, I think the other counterpart to this is discipleship. I'm not just saying that because that's my job. It's important. <laughs> but the formation of those early Methodist groups, those small groups coming together, asking that question, how is it with your soul? Finding that space to deepen our faith and then at the same time serve in our local community. No matter what it is, we're invited to find the ways where God is calling us to renew ourselves with one another. And that's my hope for us here at Creekwood as we live into this 2022 year. Wesley knew and lived out of this covenant of growing in love with others, whether it was at the beginning of his ministry when 20 people were in a room together, or whether he was 84 years old, tired, old, walking down the street, serving others. And like Wesley, we are called to remember that God renews us through hope. A hope that not only sustains us, but leads us to our neighbors and loving each other. As we look to the rest of 2022 and beyond, continuing the solemn work of serving one another in our wider world, friends, know that we do so guided by a God who writes on our hearts a covenant that we will never be alone but loved. Thanks be to God. Amen. I did this last service too. Yeah. I just get done. I'm like, done. 
So one of the things that I do find interesting about the early Methodists in these small groups is that even them, they tithe. They would pull together their resources like we read in the journal entry from John Wesley. And I find that fascinating because the majority of the Methodists in England during the middle of the 18th century, they weren't really rich. Maybe a couple were, but the vast majority were lower to middle class. And so they sought to pool together even what little they had to serve their local community. And I think that's a practice that I, we have a profound tradition to live into, but also that calls us to serve our community. So as we give our tithes and offerings this morning and each and every week, we're reminded that we do so not just for the benefit of ourselves, but for others. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We would love if you could leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening today and let us know how we are doing. Be sure to check out our social media pages at Creekwood UMC and our website, creekwoodumc.org, for more ways to get involved at Creekwood United Methodist Church in person, online, or both. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week.